Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to the show. So happy you're tuning in to Dose of Leadership solo episode today. I'm going to talk about decision-making or what is rampant is the inability to make decision makings or the apparent inability to make decisions with partial information. And that's the key. The whole idea here on the leadership front is to make sound and timely decisions. I'll say that again, sound and timely decisions. I think the soundness piece makes sense to us, but I think there should be more emphasis on the timely aspect of it. I would say you are so far better off making an imperfect or almost a mediocre decision in a timely manner than trying to make a, air quote, perfect decision too late. Because we have this total emphasis, or, or this myth anyway, that we think that there is, um, we have to have all the information necessary so that we cannot, you know, so our decision-making process is going to be better and the outcomes are going to be better. But I disagree with that. The Marine Corps had a thing called, and I use this exclusively flying as well, the 75% solution, where you need to be prepared, you need to be willing and able and have the courage to make a decision once you have 75% of all the information that you need. Now that 75% is up to you to decide. Sometimes it's intuitive. But if you think you've got 75% of the information, I want you to use your experience, your intuition, and your kind of saltiness, your gut feel to fill in the other 25%. It's critical. I think this is the greatest opportunity that all of us have in life to lead to a fulfilling life, an enriching life, to get things done, to close that gap between strategic planning and strategic execution is become that sound and timely, timely decision maker. It is the game changer in leadership. It is the greatest opportunity. It is the lowest hanging fruit, whatever the cliche is. But if you want to stand out and start making a difference in your personal and professional life, then become a decision maker. It is the ultimate game changer, and it's so sorely needed. It's the reason why we're stagnant. Most of these businesses are stagnant is because they don't have the courage and the ability to make decisions with partial information. Now, to make sound and timely decisions, you got to, first of all, know who you are, what you stand for, what you're trying to accomplish and why, your mission, if you will. you got to fully understand and have the self-awareness of your capabilities you know, what can and can't you do? You need to know your methods, the processes. You need to know your obstacles. You need to know, you know, what's going to be in your way. Because like you've heard me say before, the obstacle actually becomes the way, but it's the timing as part of decision-making that's going to see things through. Having all that self-awareness, knowing your mission, your capabilities, methods, obstacles, but the timeliness piece is completely uh, 100% in your control of when you pull the trigger. It's just as important, if not more important, I think, than the soundness of the decision. Now, this doesn't mean you make stupid decisions. You need to make smart decisions. You do things, you know, take risks that are smart risk. But historically speaking, timely inferior decisions, and I'm using inferior in air quotes, actually have produced more victories, more outcomes, more successes than theoretical, quote unquote, perfect decisions. They just don't happen. Right, the stagnation usually happens in business and in life around the decision-making process because we're afraid of making the wrong decision. To you know, the old adage "improvise, adapt, and overcome" is, comes into play here. I'd rather you make a wrong decision in a timely manner, and you still have that energy, that momentum to pivot, shift, and change, and improvise, adapt, and still keep moving forward. Because 
to achieve your goal, whatever it is, personally, professionally, strategically, it is not this straight linear process of perfectly well executed plans. It does not happen. It is a total waste of time, energy, and resources thinking that we need to follow this completely straight, narrow line and celebrate and pat each other on the back and say, I love it when a plan comes together. No, I love it when we reach the objective in a timely manner, hopefully under budget and ahead of time. And you, will, you, you cannot get there under budget and ahead of time if you're trying to wait around and get all the information so that you can make flawless decisions. First of all, it's an impossibility because you cannot predict every unpredictable outcome that's going to come in your way. You still have to plan, but your goal is to become a competent leader who can make rapid decisions under extreme pressure and extreme stress and extreme duress. That gives you the competitive edge. That's what's needed in business and in life. Of course, this makes sense. I know you can see how it makes sense in a combat environment and for even your everyday chaos as well. Life and business is chaotic. You can't, it is. Just accept it. Therefore, rapid decision-making is going to benefit you tremendously. People respect rapid, competent decision-makers. You know, historically, we've been taught that we must do analytical decision-making. Everything you see in business class and in school and in life, we think, okay, let's be smart about this. Let's gather all the facts. Let's weigh all the options. Let's maximize all the outcomes. We've all done it particularly those life decisions, I know you've sat down there with a piece of paper and you did pros and cons and you weighed it out. But I would argue and tell you that this is actually very cumbersome and very time-consuming because when it came down to when you actually pulled the decision and when you made that decision, particularly on those life-altering moments, I can almost promise you, you did not pull up that piece of paper with the pros and cons that I've made my decision based on this. You made it on an intuitive feel. Intuitive decision-making is actually way more practical and more commonplace than we think. Studies have shown that 90% of most of our decisions, 90% are made intuitively instead of analytically. We are way smarter than we give ourselves credit for. Our intuition is way more in tune to what we're supposed to be doing than we give it credit for. And as a leader, you need to embrace this. This will give you the competitive edge. This This is one of the... Um, hallmarks of great leadership. A mediocre manager is going to be an analytical decision maker. A leader is an intuitive decision maker, and it's very powerful. This is where greatness happens. This is where significance happens. Failure to make a decision is way more damaging than making a poor decision. In fact, the failure to make a decision is actually a decision in itself. Never forget that. Failure to make a decision is a decision in and of itself, and it's way more damaging than making poor decisions or mediocre decisions. You may have heard about this, what we call the OODA loop principle. The OODA loop principle is an acronym, letter O, letter, 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 o, letter, o, letter D, letter A, letter a OODA, OODA loop principle. And the OODA loop principle stands for observation, orientation, decision, and action. You may have heard about this in the military and in flying um, circles, we said we get inside somebody's loop. And what that means is, this is um, military strategist Colonel John Boyd, 
in the 50s applied this concept in, in combat operations, particularly in dogfights. And but it can be applied in everything, particularly in litigation and business and, of course, military strategy. But the whole decision making process, the whole idea of this OODA loop where you observe, orient, you decide and then you act and then it repeats itself. It's, it's just a constant loop. Whatever we're doing, particularly if we're in a just picture in a combat environment, a dogfight, if you will, you know, the fighter pilot, as you can imagine, as a dogfight begins the pilot's going to observe and consider any available information about who the enemy is, you know, what, what their training is and everything else. And as the dogfight begins, you start to orient yourself or, he, or the pilot decides to observe and orient himself to get into the sun, maybe above the opponent. And then, and as the dogfight begins, it's, it's not so much about observing. Now we start to decide. And so we make this decision and we act. And then once we make that act and we pull the trigger, we'll do whatever we do, make this jink maneuver, observe again and see what happened. So it's observe, orient, decide, and act. And it's this continual loop cycle. So if you're in a competitive environment, if you're faster at that process, if your OODA loop cycle is quicker than your enemy or competition, you're always going to win. And in business and in life, if you think about that observe, orient, decide, and act loop, where people get stuck is the deciding piece. We're pretty good at observing. We're kind of good at orienting, orienting ourselves, But then we get stuck on the deciding piece because we're afraid what's going to happen. But the, the, the competent leader is going to decide and see what that decision actually did and observe ourselves again and continue to do that cycle continuously. And speed is relative, right? If we're talking about a business, obviously a dogfight is going to be quick. That OODA loop is going to happen multiple times, simultaneously, continuously. If you're in business, long-term strategy, I mean, that observe, orient, decide, act could be a year-long, two-year-long process, right? So it's all relative. But the concept remains the same. The approach favors agility, uh, improvisation, being the ability to improvise, to be nimble, to be quick, to be decisive. It favors agility over raw power. And that's how the Davids of the world can overcome the Goliaths. When, you, when you're dealing with any human opponent, you know you put this or anything that's in your way, the OODA loop pr principle can help. And the faster it is, again, all relative, the more successful you're going to be if you can get inside whatever is trying to stop you inside their loop and your loop is faster because people get stuck on the deciding piece. You're already making constant OODA loop decisions already. You do it intuitively, but now it's about being aware of the presence of them and then committing to working inside of that loop. And this intentional and aggressive conscious application of this OODA loop, observing, orienting, deciding, acting, and then repeating, gives you a tremendous advantage, having the awareness of it. Tempo and momentum is affected directly by your ability to make decisions because everybody gets stuck on the decide piece. The goal is to get your OODA loop as tight as possible. Multiple, rapid, possibly inferior decisions are way better than slow, perfect decisions. Never, never forget that. I hope that makes sense. Let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Reach out to me at doseofleadership.com. Send me an email at richard at doseofleadership.com or you can fill out the contact page. Also, check out my brand new page on information on the Legacy Leader Blueprint. That is my online video course coupled with 
six hours of group coaching, and it's perfect team building exercise. It includes 20 high impact videos, again, six hours of live group coaching with me. And what does it do? It allows you and your team to become true leaders of influence. I'm on my sixth company right now. They're going through the videos, and there's 20 videos, four modules at the end of each module. And they take about two weeks to go through the module. I'll get in line with them, and if you're close enough to me, I'll actually visit your company, and we'll have a group discussion about what you just learned, cementing those leadership philosophies, planting those seeds of leadership into your culture, building that team. You can check it out at doseofleadership.com slash legacyleaderblueprint. You can follow it on the menu page, and the course is going to teach you how to defeat mediocrity stagnation. It's going to help you create high-impact cultures of initiative, and it's certainly going to help you build empowered teams with high degrees of implicit trust. You can check out the testimonials. It's a great way to introduce leadership into your organization without disrupting your busy schedule, and it doesn't break the bank. Very economical, and I would love to see you on the inside. So reach out to me. Let me know if your team could use Legacy Leader Blueprint. I'd love to walk you through the course and learn all about you and your leadership journey. And I do appreciate you listening to Dose of Leadership. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com and fill out the contact page and reach out to me. Let me know where you're at your leadership journey. Also, if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader, go to legacyleaderblueprint.com. Fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access, exclusive access, to my online leadership course. That's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thanks for tuning into the show.